is going on out there? I don't know, but it's going to be 70 degrees. We're on our way. People booking tea times and stuff, and still 14 degrees in here, in case you wondered. It's crazy. It's nice. Not a bad crazy. I don't know what on earth is going on, and more and more people are letting their guard down, and I kind of feel like it's my job here to say, don't put your mittens away. We're not through this. There's... I mean, you can put them away because I feel like you could get them back out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw them away. Don't burn them yeah, in the backyard. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I put my winter clothes in, a, in a, like, a big tub and then put them in the basement. You so do? It's, it's rather wow involved process. I can't imagine that. You don't need to. Okay. They're my clothes. All right. Um, Johnny <laughs> Johnny Law today, uh, that'll be fun. Jim Canley with us and a lot to get to. And one that really has been topping the news in a very interesting story uh, about the lyrics, the handwritten lyrics of Hotel California and that whole album and some people trying to sell that. And there's been stuff like that before, so-called stolen merchandise from artists, somebody trying to pawn off. But this is a criminal case. And as far as I know, there really hasn't been anything like this before. So so not like the doom, 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 do, do, doom, doom. No. Yeah, not like the doom, doom, doom. Do. No, it's doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, Anyway, Candle will help us sort through that. Other stories, too. We go down to 70 Way, talk to uh, Alondoff and the lovely Miss Kitty. There was a Queen movie that came to town recently in the IMAX. And although the movie had already been released, seeing it in IMAX was spectacular. And the band Queen already is spectacular. Um, but when that rolled through, Wally Verson made himself available for chats. He was the band's uh, security chief, I guess you'd say. For like 10 years, and he went on to work for other bands and stuff, but some interesting stories to be Did he write a book? Uh, No, I think he's just working on the movie. He should. I mean, he was the road manager for Genesis and a ton of other bands. Probably signed non-disclosure agreements all over the place. Maybe. Or maybe that was back then they didn't do that. I don't know. Maybe. And he was just a football player at Northwestern, which at the time... It was a pretty crappy football program, and uh, they they plucked him out to be a security guard for Queen, and that was his first job in entertainment. That's wild. Like, whoa. And then he just stayed. Yeah. Yeah. So an amazing story. We'll get that from him later. And ding, ding. We'll take a ride on the elevator. Okay. That's right, the elevator. You got to say it like that, the elevator. This will be an interesting one because this song, extremely popular, top 40 hit. Yeah. I think, I think people will be able to get the title, but I will be very happy when somebody gets the artist because I think it's a little tough. They'll have to do both. Listen for that. It starts off the one o'clock hour.
What's for grabs today, Max? Oh, well, today we have a gift certificate to Mr. Souvlaki Greek food. And mm. get this, you'll never believe it, found it, in the back of our closet. No. A no. copy of Holly by Stephen King. Whoa. It's true. Unbelievable. Maybe our last one. We have moved more copies of that than Barnes & Noble. Yeah. How many did yeah. they send you originally? They sent me a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we talk, people? What's been going on, Maxie? Uh, last night, I saw a movie. I went out to the theater to watch Anyone But You, The Valentine Encore. You guys have um, any idea what this is? Nope. Uh, a long marquee, for starters. Yeah, so uh, late last year, I think right after Thanksgiving, uh, a studio put out a movie that was supposed to go straight to streaming, a mid-budget romantic comedy with uh, with a couple of very attractive leads. Yeah, yeah. You guys saw Top Gun Maverick. The guy that wasn't Tom Cruise, uh, Glenn Powell, the young hotshot yeah. with the teeth, he's in it. And then with Sydney, the teeth, yeah. you know, that well, narrows it he's down. Got, he he puts he, them on a charger at night. He does. And uh, and then Sidney Sweeney, who was on Euphoria, which Carney couldn't watch. She have teeth? It was uncomfortable. Uh, she, I'm not going to comment on what Sydney Sweeney has, but uh, but they're very attractive young people, and they put them in this rom-com together. They released it in theaters at the last second. Well, since Thanksgiving and over Christmas... It's made more than a hundred million dollars in, in theater. It's 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 been the biggest rom com hit in a very long time with very little marketing, and I think it's because we haven't had these kinds of movies in theaters. It's all been superhero films. So whenever they do something like the best, it's so true. I don't go because yeah. I don't like superhero. Whenever they have like the best exotic marigold ho- hotel and the cast is sixty plus and they do great box office, the executives seem surprised. But that's because. The elderly people are not being marketed to. I think that date nights, young women, they wanted to have a movie, not just Netflix and chill. They wanted to go to the movies. So over Valentine's Day, they re-released it with a Smokey and the Bandit style gag reel, and they called it the Valentine Encore. Now, this was such a mid-budget film, they didn't even screen it for critics, so I never saw it. I kept having family members say to me, did you see... Anyone really? You? Oh yeah, people. Can you watch it, it at home if you want to? Well, I think it's. I might be available for rental right now at home for like twenty bucks. But it was still playing right up here at uh, Creepcore Twelve. Oh. So I was like, well, I'm going to go see the Valentine Encore. So I went last night, and uh, let me tell you, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. Cause I'm, not, I'm not a big rom com person, but two things were surprising to me. Number one, the chemistry that Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney have. If this was the 1940s RKO, they would have signed them to a six picture deal. And I'm mm. not talking Six like six pictures, huh? Right. I'm not talking like sequels. I mean, they would have Hit the paired big time, huh? <laughs> they would have paired them over and over again because they really work. Second of all, it's Shakespeare. Pretty much every rom com is. I didn't realize it. it's it's uh, much ado about nothing. Oh, and uh, so as the plot is unfolding, I'm like, wait a minute, this is Shakespeare, and that's why it works so well. Because I hate to break it to you, but the guy he's had, good. He's pretty good. He and Kenneth Branagh isn't in it. I thought that was under contract. If you were going to do Shakespeare, a really Kenneth Branagh had to be in it. A really cute thing is whenever they quote something directly from that play, like for instance, a thin line between love and hate that comes from that play. But whenever they they do that, like at one point during a wedding, somebody says, uh, "I love you with so much of my heart, there is none left to protest." Obviously, it's great. It's Shakespeare, right? It's great. And somebody beautiful. goes, "Wow, that's that's really beautiful." And she goes, "I just made it up," which is really clever because <laughs> obviously it's Shakespeare. Anyway, I liked it. I didn't think I would. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Good. Okay. I mean, my life pales in comparison. That might be fun. Not really.
You had an action movie, and oh, you were in it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I it started off my evening at U-City Foot Massage, and it is such a great, I mean, it just looks like nothing on the outside, but it is just life-changing. I love a good foot massage. I got to tell you, this place is just top-notch. I love it. Um, and then I was all relaxed, and then I thought, you know what? I got to go see my nephews. So I decided I'm going to go over there, and we played dragons and hung out and all kinds of stuff. And then it was time to go downstairs and get ready for bed. And I fell down the stairs at oh. my brother's house. And I have a brother. I don't know if you know. And he has stairs. Uh, and he's got stairs. And I fell down uh, a pretty large chunk of stairs. <laughs> and I woke up this morning with like this, my hand is bruised and my elbow's a little sore. Hmm. And I had to like think about, am I going to be able to get up or am I not? And... I actually got here, so I'm glad. When you told me this earlier, I asked you, did Carol think you were making fun of her? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I felt like I'm getting carny luck right now. I just you Did know, you get grab a wall or a railing? I grabbed or a, was it... a, like one of the rungs in the banister, and so yeah. I think that's what happened with the finger. That's why my finger got bruised. But you know what? It's okay. I'm going to be okay. I, I avoided any major injuries. How do you play dragons? Um, th- these dragons that can fly and have wings, and we put a castle in the middle, and Harry Potter was involved, and it was a whole deal, a whole production. We <laughs> Harry, had a great- Harry was involved. Had a great time. So- I'm glad you're okay. That's all I got. I really, that's that's what I did. And then I watched some Vanderpump Rules, and I would advise against it. I have always- Don't worry. <laughs> We're not missing anything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're okay. I didn't fall in the last 24 hours, so hooray. We're changing roles here. Yeah. So my wife has been on a campaign to get a puppy. I don't (gasps) know if we've talked about this on the air before. And Juno has had his run of things the whole time we've had him, five years plus. And he's a house dog. We have a fenced-in backyard. He does not go outside except in the fenced yard. He doesn't go for walks. He's never been to a dog park. His exposure to other canines is minimal at best. So against my urging, Suze went ahead and (gasps) told these two women that were looking for a, a, a home for their dachshund mix uh, to come over and just see how the party goes. So 6.30 last night, a couple of young ladies came over with a really cute dog. Looked like Juno, but a longer snout. That's That was the dachshund giveaway. And I even had two dachshunds growing up. Um and we thought, well, let's, let's get them together. Okay, here we go. I mean, for like a battle scene. It did not work out? A war movie. Oh, no. No, 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 ma'am. Near. In no, fact, ma'am. It was so out of hand, we leashed Juno and went out front, and they had their dog out front with a leash. Mom came in with practically a sprained wrist and several scratches from Juno. It did not go well. Oh. 
And I was just gloating, leaning back, taking it in. Oh my gosh. So not that's it. No more. No more. No, she'll probably try again. <laughs> and the same thing will happen. You think it's not maybe just that particular dog? No. He just is very territorial. And, you know, I don't blame him. He's not been around dogs before, really. Yeah. Ever. It's just him, his stuff, his couch, his tennis ball to eat, you know. His share. scraps on the floor. All of it. Yeah. It's all about him. So. Uh, maybe the next time the Carnies go and get a dog, they need to get two at the beginning. Two puppies. We did that with Juno. I don't know if you remember that, but we got Juno's brother. And we brought them both home. How do you know it's his brother? For uh, sure. Number one, they all came They came from the same litter. Okay. They were all together. There was a bunch. Like a rescue yeah. deal? Yeah, yeah. And we took two of them, and they would fight so ferociously that they would make each other bleed. Does from... he have pit bull in him? And I know this will set off some I think belongs. he does, yeah. Yeah. Um. So... We called the lady and said, these guys are going to kill each other. Um, so we had to bring one of them back. Um, and we kept Gino, and uh, it's been fine. But he will never, ever, ever bond with another dog. No. No way. Oh. Well, you almost had another mouth to feed there, Carney. Yeah. And, it, you know, and I said, the other thing is, you're working now full time. The boys are in school. I'm the only one that takes care of Juno to begin with. So what you're not considering here is this is going to fall in my lap. And he's a puppy and he's going to have to go out every hour. Why are they getting rid of him? Can I ask you that? I, I don't know. They were so stunned by our dog's reaction. They didn't say very much. Oh, my God. So they just, they're like, this is not a good fit. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to rehome him somewhere else. And I was working on, on making dinner, so when they went out in the front yard to continue the test, I was not there to see it. Dinner Smart was, man. Dinner was good. So Good. On uh, on another cooking binge, just having fun. Just having fun. Um twelve twenty three, so that's it. That's the whole deal. Uh, rest of my life pretty much consumed with carnival and picking up auction items and what are you going to wear Saturday night? arrangements for comedians. You know what? I, I probably just wear a sports coat and tie. They don't let me dress and drag anymore because it's not near St. Patrick or near Halloween. Like it used to be mm. where it made more sense to be in a toga. Perfect sense. <laughs> not so much anymore. The last time I saw you do that, you were dressed as a nun. Yeah? Uh-huh. With a yardstick? Yep. Remember that? Yeah, there have been a bunch. Princess Leia, Amy Winehouse, Janet Jackson, uh, Lady Statue of Liberty. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Terrifying. Uh, especially from the back. <laughs> it really was. Like I had a coconut crab on my back. Um. So, yeah, I'm just going to dress normally on Saturday. Um, all right, so we uh, we shot around the room. There you go. You know everything coming up on the program. Captain Paul's going to pop in for some yucks, and we'll find out how the Super Bowl party's going to go this weekend. 
Uh, yeah. And like that. All right. Sell a few things. We've gotten pretty good at that. And it keeps the lights on. So, Maxie, if you'd hit one of those many buttons over there and see what happens. Come on, talk to us. Michael's best text line is 84126. And uh, just out of curiosity yesterday after the broadcast, I went back over all the texts and we did touch on a lot of things, which we do. And there were 118 texts on yesterday's show. That's great. I'm glad they're so inquisitive. Some of them said, you know, just put a record on. Shut up. How many times when you were counting did you have to stop and go back like 67, 68, ah, one, Yeah, that's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a little time on my hands. Mm -hmm. It was before Cujo came over. Perfect Um, uh, timing for the the question on the text line. They want to know about a really personal question about your dog. Okay. Did you see it? Does he have a Tinder account? or No. Has he been neutered? They want to know if he's been neutered. Yeah, we got him that way. Because they say sometimes on the from the 618 on the Michael's Bath text line, sometimes that's the cause of the aggression. That they, if they've been neutered or not neutered? Not neutered. I would think you'd been neutered, you'd be angrier. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? Then, you know, I, that seems counterintuitive. But I don't know. Yes, he has been. Somebody else has good advice. Carney, never uh, intro a new dog in your dog's territory. Yeah. I've made that mistake. I think like with my um, my sibling's dog, I had her come and stay with us for a couple nights. Yeah. And I, one of my dogs totally fine. The other one was kind of like, wait a minute. Who is this? <laughs> wait a minute. Come alone and bring unmarked bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's not happening, but uh, I appreciate the concern, everybody. Uh, and to return the favor, I have two stories, two stories that are going to scare you to death. Great. Figured it was the least I could do. First one from the world of science. We are being told from uh, European Space Agency that uh, satellite they launched back in 1995 and it retired in 2011. Um, it's coming down. And they're they're pretty specific as to when they say it will come into the Earth's atmosphere today at ten thirty two, give or take four and a half hours. Um, they say most of it will burn up on reentry, but it's likely some pieces will survive coming into the Earth's atmosphere. Um, and they say be being hit on the head with a piece of the satellite, is one in a billion. But, you know, with some of us, just our luck. So watch for that today. Falling satellites from a European satellite. Mm. So, and if that doesn't scare you enough. It doesn't scare me. Doesn't I, I feel like it should, and it doesn't. All. How about this one? In central Oregon, health officials are warning that they are getting more and more cases of bubonic plague. A little scarier. Didn't that, like, go away in the dark ages? I mean, this... Yeah, when... 
took out humanity a couple times. Is that a Marshall Brain question? Uh, what would the question be? History of the bubonic plague. Yeah. What is it and how is it spread? It well, spread the Black by... Death yeah. in like the 14th century was one uh, appearance. Spread by, by fleas, they think, which would ride on the back of rats. And so the rats got the blame and people were trying to eradicate the rats, but actually it was the, the fleas that... Yeah, and it, it took out a pretty good junk chunk of humanity. So it's in Oregon now. Have a good day. This doesn't look good. I'm Have looking it up. a good day. Also, the text line thinks that uh, Juno just gets his personality from you, John Carney. Um, okay. He's, he's more aggressive than, than Carney. Just yeah, says, I'm passive-aggressive, and I don't know aggressive. what a passive-aggressive dog would look like. The best-known symptom of the bubonic plague is one or more infected large uh, lymph nodes known as bubos. Is that how you would say that? B-U-B-O-E-S? Bubos. Bubos. They're commonly found in the armpits, uh, upper femoral area. What? Femoral area and groin and, and neck region. Oh, yeah. dear. This doesn't look good. Well, I don't think you have, probably don't have the bubonic plague. Not yet. But I will be Googling it. But it's common, kids. It's rodents. I mean, if you go to New York City right now, there are rodents, and this comes from rodents. Well, it doesn't the size come from of a, The size of a cat. Okay, where does just, it come from? I just said that, but thanks for watching. It gets onto the back of rats, mm-hmm. and that's how it spreads. Yes. So it's, it comes from rodents. No, and in New York, haven't they... Hired a czar, a rat czar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a big problem. Sounds like it's not going well. I feel and like we had the rat czar on our show. It was a young lady. It kind of sounds like, like our uh, yeah. our speed. It does. I just, ooh, I don't know. Doesn't look good. And then they have a major trash problem again there now, which they got rid of for a long time, and it was beautifully clean. And now there's just trash everywhere again. It's right, a bummer. Well, just one scary. There you go. Well, you did. It worked. The <laughs> second one worked. <laughs> you are uh, gigantic Starbucks people. Rarely do you not have a Starbucks cup in front of you. Holding one right now. Julie's got one. I see Max's as well. Um, I'm a sucker. couple of little Starbucks things here. I did not realize that their biggest market is China. China. China, 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 China. Last year, 2023, they opened 785 outlets there. China is the biggest branded coffee shop market in the world, overtaking the U.S. last year. Wow. Now, with different cultures come different traditions. This is a good one. Which is why, in the Lunar New Year, the new drink Starbucks is rolling out in Asia has pork in it. It's got a chunk of pork. It's band name. It's got pork juice, pork sauce, espresso. Gross. Have you ever had chocolate covered bacon? Love it. I've made it. How, I love it. How is this different? Um, it's it's my coffee. I don't want to put pork in my coffee. But it's the same. It's the same concept. It's chocolate with peanut butter or peanut butter. It's uh, peanut butter and chocolate and bacon. It's a uh, sweet and savory, salty. Sugary. Uh, I get same, that. It's a, if you love peanut, if you love the abundant uh, yeah. year savory latte, it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, and they apparently eating meat 
means prosperity well, is coming in the new year. This is the, this says if you're thinking coffee and bacon aren't weird together because people eat that for breakfast, you know, in the, it's here around these parts yeah. of the world, it's it's not that. It's espresso and steamed milk mixed with a pork flavored sauce, mm. normally reserved for Chinese food. And then they top it off with more pork sauce. Mm. I would totally try And that. then they add a sl- sliver of pork as a garnish. Listen, I love pork. I love coffee. I would try this. There's a there, there's a sounder right there. I love pork. China. 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 Uh, it's China. Uh, almost China. 10 bucks. Uh, and it is only available in China. Sorry. Well, you got to add the cost of the plane ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been described as having, quote, an interesting flavor. Mm. Not so much. I I wouldn't go there, but yeah, you make uh, good arguments about that you have bacon and coffee at the same time, but I, this just doesn't. This feels uh, wrong. Just wrong. I I don't see how it's different. Really, uh, the text line says red eye gravy is bacon drippings deglazed by coffee. Have you ever had that? That's interesting. No, I have not. Red uh, eye gravy. Have you I'm, ever taken the red eye? Uh, I bet you have. Yeah, which has nothing to do with coffee. I don't understand the staying up all night name. Oh, all being right. caffeinated. And somewhere along the way, I heard you say that your brother, and yes, you have a brother, puts butter in his coffee. Did you say that once? Uh, Irish butter. That's like a health food thing yeah. that people were doing for a while. Yeah, I don't think it lasted. No. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd go there. Um, but nobody asked me. They um, always get on that train. I was going to say, they kind of jumping on and jumping mm-hmm. off every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the butter train? Yeah. No, just the health kick train. Just the train. health kick train. Yeah. Yeah. And on the health kick train. Another interesting auction, besides Donald's gold shoe, which uh, popped up again earlier in the week. No, now they are auctioning off. The coin that they flipped at the Super Bowl for overtime. Uh, is it just a regular quarter or is it a special coin? I think it's a special commemorative coin. It's kind of cool. I mean, only the second overtime game ever. You can have it on your coffee table as a conversation I piece. think it's yeah. neat. I'd love to have it, yeah. but not for $9 million or well, whatever it's going to go. Well, for. right now the bidding, and this goes till the 28th, so this will end next week. Uh, the bidding's currently at twenty grand, twenty thousand one hundred dollars. Uh, but the good news is, it goes to Maui's relief efforts. Oh, good! All so, the money. Yeah, you could put the coin in Donald's golden shoe, it like is, a penny loafer. Oh, look at the you. Donald loafer! That's coming the up next in the loafer. shoe line. Brilliant! Why are they called penny loafers? Because, because you're supposed to put a penny in them for yeah, good luck, right? I had to wear them. Yeah, so did my brother. But it, you're supposed to put a penny in them. In yeah. the loafer, in the little slot part There's of the loafer? There's little space in the front. It's like in all these grocery Wait, cards. where have you been, Max? But why? What's the point? It's just a, it's like good luck. For it's good just luck. reminding people how wealthy your family is. I, Are there I, pretty people much walking I, around I, right now with coins in their shoes? Yeah. I, is it still I don't know if people still do it, but I'm sure there's some older folks out there that still put a penny in their shoes. When did they do it? What era are we talking well, about? Well, you're going to have to let me Google to Marshall play some commercials now. I'll go deep on this. Let's hit them with that one. It is uh, 1241, and while you ponder that, ponder this. Why on earth would I go to St. Charles?
Why wouldn't you? There are thousands. Yes, there are thousands of reasons. The website discoverstcharles.com does their best to keep up with what's happening. And there's a lot, especially with the event spaces and the concert venues uh, and the festivals. I mean, there's never a day where there isn't something up there going, catch this this afternoon or try this for dinner. Uh, I was looking at uh, TripFinder last night, just reading up some reviews about restaurants and destination vacations and that kind of thing, because I like to dream. And uh, when I looked up St. Louis, they talked about, you know, here's an attraction for the family you should go see, some sightseeing here, good outdoor adventures here. And one of the restaurants that they listed was Jalal on Main Street, where my wife and I found ourselves on Valentine's Day. And it was the second or third time we've been there, and it is amazing. Couldn't pronounce anything I ate, couldn't tell you half the ingredients, but everything was incredible. So there's all kinds of things to have and do and see and shop for in St. Charles. So don't, don't just take from my word for it. Go look. Go look. Discover com. Still a little gavel banging. Stop for Johnny Law, brought to you by Brown and Crippen and our counselor of note today, Mr. Jim Canlon. Hello there. John, Julie, Max, I hope you have the uh, sunroof open at the studio today. We don't even have a window. That, well, we, we do if we look over that way. Yeah. yeah, we do. We know it's nice and sunny out there. It's a beautiful day, and hopefully you've got the windows open at Brown and Crouppen. Oh, yes, we, we do. It is beautiful out. I was just outside. It looks great. And uh, for all our friends who... Uh, spend winters down in Florida, I have to say, hey, come on back. It's nice here. Yeah. By the time you get here, it'll be icing again. But (laughs) come on back. Probably true. Every day there's a headline about this lawsuit with the Eagles and Hotel California and the handwritten lyrics. But what kind of surprised me about this is it has ended up in criminal court. It's a criminal trial. And in most cases where... Somebody steals somebody else's work. It's more of a civil thing. So what's happening with this case? Yeah, you're correct. It's uh, normally a civil matter where they're suing to get, you know, the the, uh, writing back or whatever it happens to be back. But in this case, it's criminal. And, And not only criminal, but it's an old criminal case. I mean, they're talking about something that happened a long time ago. And the question is, are these the current group of people that have possession of, um, I guess, these note pages of lyrics, um, did they, you know, were they aware that they were uh, getting stolen property or did they, you know, buy them legitimately on the, on the open market? And the argument from the state and, and I guess from Don Henley is that these were stolen a long, long time ago. He reported that they were stolen. Everyone, I guess, had the ability to know that they were stolen. And so they're now being charged with conspiring to possess stolen property. 
So did this person obtain these originally? And we're talking a long time ago. Did he uh, obtain those, you know, legally? And he's, I think the story is that um, this guy, Ed Sanders, was an authorized Eagles biographer and may have had, may have been given these uh, 80 pages of draft lyrics. And if that's true, if he actually was given given those uh, documents and he now properly possessed them, then he can sell them. But if he, you know, misappropriated them or stole them, then you cannot sell them. So the idea that I go out and I buy something and I say, oh, I didn't know it was stolen, well, that doesn't matter. You know, I, I cannot legally buy something that's stolen. And yeah, so we, I would have our, to give those back. Our very art museum, I believe, a few years back, had to give something back to Egypt uh, that they had purchased because they later found out it was stolen. So, yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time. Jules, anything on the docket? Uh, I, this, you know, I feel like we always end up talking about McDonald's, McDonald's and these. There's always something going on. <laughs> and this story was interesting where a customer that's actually actually suing McDonald's because they didn't like he didn't like uh, their food and something happened to him. But he still eats there, but he doesn't trust it. Yeah. I think so pretty if much I'm, shoots a hole in yeah, it kind of like says, well, yeah. then. If you had such a bad experience, why do you continue to eat there, yeah, sir? He said that he went to the hospital. He had an errant slice of cheese on his Big Mac. I guess he told what? them no, no cheese, name? and they got the order wrong, which I know is a shock. Uh, but he, even though he wound up in the hospital and he's suing them, for uh, he still goes back there. I feel like taking a chance with fast food, I mean, you're taking your life in your hands. How does an errant slice of cheese get you in the hospital? I don't know. Oh, he has a severe well, milk allergy. Ah, right. So he he knew about that. He knew he had a severe milk allergy. He orders a Big Mac, which typically <laughs> comes with cheese, and I guess he said, "Hold the cheese. You know, don't don't put cheese on it." And you know, inadvertently, it had cheese on it. All right, but you also would question if I knew I had a severe milk allergy and I'm ordering a product that typically comes with cheese, you know, a milk product, wouldn't I, you know, just take a peek at it before I bite into it? And, and it's sure like okay. neon yellow cheese or orange. <laughs> that is I a mean, bad name. Well, <laughs> well, it's not like you're going to miss it. It's the only thing that's not brown that's on the burger. Mm. <laughs> so he, he, you know, if this was a food poisoning case, that's a different type of situation. That's when you go and you buy uh, you know, food product, and it's spoiled, or there's something bad, and I get a bacteria infection from that. That's different. That's not what's going on here. It's, hey, they inadvertently, you know, put a piece of cheese on it or didn't take the piece of cheese off. And not only that, I mean, I would also worry maybe it had cheese on it, and then I take it off, but is that the remnants, is that enough right. for my allergy to kick in? So, you know, really, if I was this guy, I, I'd, peek, I'd peek underneath the bun before I bit into it. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah. could apply to everything in your life. Always remember to peek <laughs> under the bun. You know? Good advice. Good well, there you advice. Go. There you go. I guess um, I, I could take, you know, now I know that the notes I, I took from you, John, a number of years ago about all your jokes, um, I, I just <laughs> want you to know that I, I have your authority to use those jokes, right? You should write, like, fortune cookies. Um <laughs> New York City 
is suing TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, basically all the social media platforms, uh, basically saying, hey, you're exposing kids to content that they shouldn't be seeing and you're damaging their self-esteem and their well-being. Well, I mean, good luck, Eric Adams. We've gone after cigarette companies, liquor companies, cannabis companies for their packaging, trying to entice younger kids. But at the end of the day, isn't it, hey, mom, dad, don't let them go to these sites. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's parental supervision versus, you know, do we want the companies to, you know, protect our children as opposed to the parents? Um, or it could be a little bit of both. So I have no problem with companies not selling products to children that they should not be selling and not marketing it to children. This is much tougher when you're talking about social media, where what do they do when you when you go to sign up before your Facebook account? I think they ask you, are you over 18 or 21, wherever the case may be? And if you check yes, you know, I guess the company says, well, you know, you, you said yes. We and so they're, well, they didn't dig real deep, but what do you want them to do? And so I, I, the flip side is, you know, where's the parental supervision? If I don't want my son or daughter to be on these the social media platforms, you know, take their phone away or computer away or, or, or just tell them not to use it. And they're talking about addictive, um, you know, content. And there's a lot of addictive things out there, like, you know, for some people, chocolate is addictive. And, you know, yet are you going to say we can't allow anybody to buy chocolate because for some people it's addictive? So I think for me, this, I like the companies. The companies should not be trying to promote, you know, their stuff to children. But this is a parental supervision situation from my point of view. Aaron, slices of cheese is addictive. You know, where does it stop? And the guy just can't stop going back for more cheese. I think that's what it is. Jim Cannelin, thank you so much. Again, you've made everything crystal clear for us. We'll have more questions next week. And always enjoy the time. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. And get outside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Boss would love that. Like at grade school, can we go outside and have class today? Max, put a record on. Let's go outside. (laughs) I guess we don't do that anymore. Oh, well, worth a shot. So uh, we're going to break for some news. Coming back with the Hellevator, which means your day could end with some nice prizes, a book and some food. Sounds good to me. Uh, A word from the uh, people that bring you the text line, Michael's Baths. Uh, It's a company that is owned locally about three decades in the biz. And as you price shop, if you want to, like, put in a new bath or shower, update the bathroom in that way, you will quickly see that everything is pretty close to half price of what you're looking at from the other places. And it's not because they use Bob's faucet fixtures. You'll still see uh, Centrell and Moen and, and names you know and trust. The Better Business Bureau has given them the old two thumbs up with an A-plus rating. So you want a tub-to-shower conversion? You want a walk-in tub that have jets and massage therapy? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, low-maintenance, easy-to-clean financing options. No reason not to. 
Michael's Baths. Find them online, michaelsbaths.com. And they give us a text line. So we like that. Keep them coming. Latest text. Nice one, Julie. I do what I can. Thank you. Uh, And can you sue McDonald's for calling it fast food when they're so slow getting it to you? And, you know, I need to sing out McDonald's. I think all of us have ordered fast food and waited and waited and waited some more. And I just recently learned of the little sneaky thing when they say pull up to the, you know, after you pay. That means you're going to wait more. Yeah. They say pull up to the next window. We'll bring it out to you. It's because there's a timer and the company watches how long it takes them to process a customer. Sneaky. Behind the scenes. Yeah. KTR St. Louis. It's one. It is 107, getting ready to play the elevator. Take a little ride on the elevator with us in just a minute. But first, let's talk about your jewelry. If you are thinking of getting engaged, let me tell you where to go. You guessed it, Genovese Jewelers. The place to go for all of your diamond needs, whether it's an anniversary gift, birthday gift, or that ring, the big ring. It doesn't even have to be gigantic. It just can be, you know, whatever fits your budget. And that is really how they approach that situation. When it comes to buying a diamond, you go in, you meet them, you look around the store, and you're like, wow, I mean, this place has it all ready to go at Genovese Jewelers. And then you talk budget, and they work within your budget because they want you to come back time and time again for years. They've been in business for over 40 years here in St. Louis, and they are still going strong. Just west of 270 on Olive and always online, too at com. Now it's time to take a ride on the Carney Show Hell Elevator. Brought to you by Music Go Round in St. Charles. Call 314-931-5877 to join us. All right. I love this part of the show. Elevator, we're going to throw some music at you, and you're not going to know what it is. <laughs> well, you might, but you got to know the artist, too. And it is not a text line game. You need to call us 314-931-5877. And uh, it's brought to you by Music Around, which I will tell you about in just a second after Max entices you with a gigantic prize pack. Yes. uh, Today, if you know the name of the song as well as the artists, then you will win one gift certificate to Mr. Suvlaki Greek Food and mm. Holly by Stephen King. It is the latest thriller from the maestro himself, Stephen King. So call now, uh, 314-931-5877. Don't do this on a text line. This is a call in and you need to know the name of the song as well as who performed the song. It's tough. I, I listen to it, but I am not musical, so I will I will start with that. I, I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it? Okay, well no. let's take it let's take a listen. Do you want to give it a little taste before I tell people yeah. about music around? How about we play it and while people are calling, yeah. then you can tell us about music around. Good plan.
I mean, the song that was on the radio every 30 seconds for a while. Yeah, I know it now. It's a hit song. But do you know who did it? The band band went away as fast as they came on the scene. So that might be a tough one indeed, Maximilian. So ponder that one. Give us a call. Again, 314-931-5877. All of this made possible by our friends at Music Around in St. Charles. And, uh, boy, what a friend of ours they've been, considering there's musical instruments in every room in our house. And Liam's playing guitar and piano. And John is playing guitar. And I occasionally beat on the drums. Uh, I guess we got to get Mom a trumpet or something. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm sure she would love that. We could do a holiday show in Branson or something. Like a tambourine. You know, that's always our triangle. The triangle. Yeah, well, we have the tambourine. I don't think we own a triangle. But if you're looking for any musical interest uh, instruments, these are previously enjoyed, but at really great prices. Now, if you are looking to unload an amp or something like that, the saxophone that your kid played 30 years ago, they're buying and they're paying top dollar as well. So lots of options for you. It is Music Around in St. Charles, right next to the Walmart at 70 and Zumbel. Find them online at musicaroundstcharles.com. We have full phones, which makes me so happy and so excited that that many people I uh, think they know the answer to this. I also love some of the incorrect guesses on the text line. Me I think people too. are people are having some fun here. People are saying uh, "Turn the Page," Bob Seger, which I think has been a elevator song. And White Snake. And White Snake. That's <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, let's go to line eight. You are on the air. Who's this? This is Lee. Hello, Lee. How are you? I'm Lee Bonifield, Roger Boyd's sister-in-law. That's oh, how I am. How is Roger I'm- doing? Oh, he's great. Is he great still as te- always. Roger Boyd is the, I think, only founding member of Head East who's still in the oh, band cool. and lives uh, you are right. across the river. Well, tell Roger I said hello. I sure will. He's not teaching. He's retired with his wife as well. I, so. Yeah. All right. Well, so obviously, he's busy as ever. you know a thing or two about Musical.ly. Mm-mm. Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, um Shut up and dance. Is that the name of the song? Do you know Is who it? performed the song? I walk the moon. Hey, yes, wow. we got it. That's so good. Wow, I do I love this song. It's a very happy song. We right. heard it at a wedding, and that's why I knew it. So I didn't really know it before. But anyway, incredible. Nice stuff coming your way, Lee. Good job. Thank um, you. And uh, enjoy your week. Shut up and dance. Right out of the gate. From uh, Walk just the Moon. Stand by, and I'll get all your information in one second, so just hold on the line. And they were like the headliner at the Dick Clark New Year's Eve ball drop. And Didn't they do something at the Super Bowl one year? They, they might the have. Moon. And then, poof. Yeah. You know, where's Waldo? No idea where the band is. And nice job, too, from Spanky. And the band Broken Jukebox, who this weekend will be performing at the Domain Wine Bar in Newtown. Just to give a little plug there. So, and you know the sponsor. Sarah, tell them all about it. Thanks for riding on the elevator.
Brought to you by Music Go Round, St. Charles. Buy, sell, and trade all kinds of musical instruments. 1059 Regency Parkway, St. Charles. Check out musicgoround.com. Third floor, housewares. Now, what you've been waiting for, and my highlight of the week, it's Max's Mashup. Every day. Every day. Taylor Swift spending the day playing tourist at a Sydney zoo ahead of her performances. And guess who just left Kansas City on a private jet on his way to Sydney, Australia? Um. Ah. Hmm. Travis. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cute. Uh, so I'm sure the two will have a lovely trip and we'll see if this all works out in I don't know, celebrity sphere. It just seems very different. I'm not sure. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly got a significant portion of his upper body from his arms to his shoulders to his chest tattooed in solid black ink. He posted a picture on Instagram and said, quote, for spiritual spiritual purposes only. I don't know what uh, that means. Wasn't he already tatted like head crazy. to toe? Yeah. I don't know how there was any more space. I guess they just kind of. I don't know. It could be any more stupid, honestly. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that, but he says spiritual reasons. Sure. Who knows? I'm sure he's just fine. Billboard just announced that Beyonce's single "Texas Hold'em" has just debuted at number one on the Hot Country Song Charts. Oh yeah. Which makes her the first Black woman to ever have that top spot. A Jelly Roll wasn't able to accept the award for the Male Country Artist of the Year at the People's Choice Awards. And here's a good reason why. He was teaching kids how to sing at a juvenile detention center. So it's nice, like doing a little charity work. I thought that was nice. There's a biopic film series of the Beatles in the works. And I think this should be pretty interesting. There's going to be four films. One... For each of their, from each of their perspectives. So Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, Ringo Starr. We won't get to see them, though, until 2027. But a specific schedule of who comes first hasn't, it's hasn't been announced It's an interesting idea. Sam Mendes, who's a great filmmaker, he did American Beauty and wrote to Perdition. Uh, he's doing the movies, and I don't know if they'll be theatrical or streaming. Probably streaming, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, but I think the movie should be, instead of just different points of view they should be different genres like i think mccartney could do a rom-com i feel like george harrison could do like a thriller right <laughs> ringo is obviously a comedy you need to go make a movie that's what you need to do i you know i know there's been films and documentaries about all those guys but i i can't remember a doc or a film that was dedicated just to the life of ringo so seems kind of dull Love and peace, love and peace. Uh, 56 years ago, 1968, the minimum annual salary for a Major League Baseball player became, any guesses? Dun, da, 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 what dun, year? Da, 1968. Uh, $42,000. $10,000. I'll take it. Uh, this year, it's 720000 Impressive. That is insane. 54 years ago, the Jackson 5 debuted on American Bandstand. And 43 years ago, oh, 
hand over your heart and stand for this one. 1981, Dolly Parton's 9 to 5, hit number one on the pop chart. Kind of the way that Beyonce broke into country with this new single. This kind of introduced Dolly to the pop world, I think. Could be in the movie. Yeah, the movie was... Job from 12 to 3. <laughs> Two, three. Uh, 158 years ago, Lucy B. Hobbs became the first female American dentist. Pretty cool. First female American dentist. Dentist. Tyne Daly is 78. And I only do this because then I get to do my Cagney and Lacey. Would you like to go for a hot dog, Christine? Okay, That's go ahead and do, do it. The, I, that was it. I, was, I know, it didn't work. Jennifer Love Hewitt, friend of the show, 45 today. <laughs> Billy Baldwin is 61. Mary Chapin Carpenter is 66. Saw her in concert at Mississippi Nights, and someone introduced her as Mary Chapin Carpenter, and she quickly said, it's Mary Chapin, thanks. And it was real sharp. It's Mary Chapin, ooh, ooh. thanks. It's John Cougar, thank you. Thank you, Mary Futch. Blanket Jackson is 22, Prince Michael Jackson II. He's the one that Michael dangled off the balcony in 2002. Two-hour special, speaking of Dolly, is Dolly Partson's Pet Gala on CBS. Is that different? Is Can that a spelling? That again? Partson, that's what it says. That it might is, be somebody else. It might be. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is this some kind like of like drag, drag queen, queen or something? something? Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Uh, the second season family premiere of season premiere of the family Stallone on Paramount Plus that drops today too. That's what I got. Now let's go for the homemade jokes fresh out the oven. Here's John Carney. Now I know why I read uh, an article about Sylvester Stallone saying he's no longer doing right. his own stunts. Uh huh. So it's all coming to get. All right. Here's the news. Remember Lamb Chop? Yeah. Old enough for that. The beloved sock puppet who entertained generations of kids. Lamb Chop is back. Oh, good. On the TikTok. Mallory Lewis, the daughter of children's ventriloquist Sherry Lewis, maintaining the legacy of her mom's first brought to life on Captain Kangaroo in 1956. Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop continued working together on TV until 98. So on it goes on TikTok, and I've seen a clip, and it's adorable, uh, but I'd recommend some mint jelly with that. <laughs> Be a good call. Oh, I always <clears throat> thought that was so gross. Mint jelly or yeah. lamb chop? Mint jelly on a lamb chop, but uh, that's how people like I to eat it. I love it. You what do? is mint jelly? It's jelly that's minty. Oh. Mint-flavored jelly. And, and food snobs will poo-poo the concept of mint jelly on a lamb chop. Where else would you put it? I cannot think of one other thing. How do you feel about ketchup on steak? Uh, as long as it doesn't have an errant piece of cheese, I'm good. What about A1 sauce on a steak? Well, it's steak sauce, so yeah. Okay. I'm all good. You are? Yeah. Okay, I would have thought you would be against that. No. You want more news? Uh, sure, let's get back to it. Former President George H.W. Bush's speedboat has a new owner. The 38-foot Fidelity 10 sold for $435,000 during the George and Barbara Bush Foundation's 
Presidential Salute Auction. Last week's event in Houston benefited the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library and Museum. There had been a bid of $450,000, but at the last minute, the bidder decided, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. Not going to do it. Speaking of presidentes, former President Donald Trump confirming a list of names being floated for his VP shortlist. Oh, boy, Julie Buck, here we go. Drum roll during a town hall event in Tim South Scott. Carolina. Uh, wait, please hold your applause to all the contestants okay. have been announced. Uh, yes, Jim Scott is on that list. Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. And uh, Governor Ron DeSantis as well. Trump said uh, it will all really come down who can best shut up and sit down. Uh, police in San Diego urging people to be careful. After a TikTok video circulated showing a man wearing an Apple Vision Pro, that's one of those virtual reality things, wearing a headset like that, crossing the street, just steps away from stunned police officers. The headset-clad man, wearing a light-colored parka, bright green shorts and sneakers, seen gesturing with his right hand before walking into the intersection. Hopefully, he was playing the virtual emergency room game. Can you imagine? Have no. you ever put those things on? Yeah, I don't I don't like that feeling. Yeah, it's weird. It's a little woozy for me. Try it in an intersection. Nothing. I mean, don't try it in an intersection. Two women in California say they went to Mexico to see a dentist. They're in federal custody for allegedly trying to drive back with 72 pounds of meth hidden in their car. Oh, my gosh. Myra Rodart and Yumeli Flores drove up to an inspection booth and told customs they went to Rosarito, Mexico to eat, shop, and get dental work done. <laughs> and just think, I only got a toothbrush. Hmm. Finally. Your favorite part? Finally. After extracting 70 coins... From a resident alligator's stomach. Zoo officials in Nebraska reminding their guests not to toss change into bodies of water at the facility. Veterinarians noticed the foreign metal objects in the alligator's stomach during a routine exam. The 36-year-old American alligator, named the bow, underwent surgery February 15th to remove those coins before they could cause any damage. As a result of the incident, to make sure it doesn't happen again, the zoo plans to make a change. <laughs> Too soon? No. Maybe. Just by a few hours. Uh, what do you do? It's uh, 1.32 uh, coming up. Want to know what it was like to tour with Queen? Find out from Wally Verson, who also was the tour manager for a lot of other bands. But Queen in particular was at that concert in Montreal that they made a film and an album out of that was just amazing. And recently the film made the rounds on the IMAX, which have been an amazing way to go see it. But he shares a few stories with us. That's coming up before we're done too. And Captain Paul helps you get where you're going. We take a quick one. We'll see you on the other side of these important messages. 
This ain't Texas. Take it to the flow now. Woo. Huh. Yeah, I like it. I do too. The new Beyonce. Now I wonder if next time Jay Z goes in the studio and he's going to record a song and he wants to sample this tune, is she going to let him? <laughs> Ponder that one. Ponder that one, kitties. Uh, Michael's past sex line. Julie, you mentioned Dolly's Pet Gala. It is Dolly's Pet Gala. There is a local woman that got invited to attend with her service doodle. Tell me that's not, not a band, band name, Max. Service doodle? No. Oh. So look at Adventures with Moxie. I will do that. Thank you for the text. Appreciate it. Text us again uh, what you know of the woman, and maybe we'll track her down and ask her what Dolly's pet gala was like after it's over. That's the kind of things we do. And in regard to uh, the numbers that baseball players were making yeah. in, what year was it? 68. 68. Somebody said my dad played in the minor leagues uh, for the Cardinals in 53. He made $200 a month. My grandfather played for the Chicago Bears, and he had to quit because he couldn't support his family. Yeah. I Isn't mean, that crazy? Yeah. But uh, I think a lot of it has to do with broadcast rights, television and radio, broadcast rights, and now social media rights. There's a lot more money to throw around now than there used to be. And the merch. Yeah, it's it's merchandising. Well, luckily, the leather helmets weren't that expensive back Mm. in the day. In fact, I think when I played, we wore leather helmets. It's all making sense. Oh, I'm a fossil. Uh, okay, I got a couple of updates for you uh, on some things we've talked about in the past. Remember yesterday I shared with you that not only Joe Biden, but even Donald Trump, they had different ladders for their plane for Air Force One. The taller ladder and a shorter ladder. I don't get it, but yeah, okay. Uh, apparently, it's not enough. Uh, President Biden tripping twice yesterday while getting on Air Force One using the shorter ladder this time. Well, now they probably messed him up because he was used to the taller one. Yeah. And the steps were shorter. But now that I don't know. With the money the government has, can they not build him an escalator where he just stands on it and it takes him up onto the plane? Good idea. Two trips yesterday. Two, two, two trips in one. Uh, what else? Oh, um, remember I told you that it was the all-you-can-eat lobster promotion? Yes. At Lobster Fest, but that's all-you-can-eat for two hours, not a year or the rest of your life. Two hours, one sitting. Don't well, they have Lobster Fest, Shrimp Fest? Like they do I think there's always. A fest. There's always a fest. Um. I mean, and there's only so many crustaceans out there. This guy loves a fest. Yeah, it's Mermaid Fest. Um, 
CNN reporting a longer story about that caught my attention. I was reading up on it and Red Lobster hoping this end, endless lobster experience will take off because apparently when they did a shrimp fest not long ago and once they said, hey, all the shrimp you could eat, blah, 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 the price of shrimp jumped big time. Mm. And in one quarter, it cost Red Lobster $12.5 million for the wow. mistake. So they're betting on the somebody's, lobster. Somebody's getting fired. They are betting on the seeing lobster. that. Uh, and if you're interested, Red Lobster's website, that's where you can register because 150 people have a shot at a two-hour lobster fest. So those are the updates for you. Just thought you'd like to know. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to check in with Mark Remillard. Did we talk to him yesterday? We did. About the credit card mm-hmm. stuff? We did. Uh, going very different direction uh, today. Um, there was a guy arrested in Arizona, and that was in connection with the killing of a woman in New York City. But the more they dig into this, they think maybe this guy has killed multiple women in several states. Yeah, we might have another serial killer. So, But at least they got him uh, in custody. Mark will give us the very latest on that story. So that's all the important stuff. I have found Adventures with Moxie, very cute website, very cute dog. Yeah. I reached out to them to see if we could have someone, probably not Moxie because Moxie's a well, dog, uh, be rough. on the show uh, to talk about their adventures with Dolly Parton. So I have reached out. Well, that was fingers crossed. Really nice, Max. Thank you for doing that. And thank you to thank the, you the texter. texter. Yeah, forgive from us. From the 314. We love it. Fingers crossed. Paws crossed. Remember when Panera Bread, this has been in like the last three weeks or months. Panera Bread got in all kinds of trouble over their high-charged lemonade. Like it gave somebody a heart attack. it killed people. Or somebody died. Multiple people died from their lemonade. Yeah, because it was uh, charged with so much caffeine. It was like 11 cups of coffee and one drink. And you would never think in a million years when you're going to that machine and you walk up and you fill up your own cup that... Lemonade, I would think, is the least. I'd think it would have less less sugar. I think it would have no caffeine. Yeah. Killing people. Yeah, it so, says here, uh, as of now, two Panera customers have died because of the charged lemonade. Now, explain to me, with this knowledge out there, why the geniuses at Dunkin' Donuts said this is the perfect time to roll out sparked energy ice drinks. In two flavors, berry burst and peach. And yeah, they're loaded with caffeine. Well, I mean, I think that people love caffeine drinks, don't they? But but right on the heel of a couple of people dying, offer up a supercharged caffeine thing. Yeah, I kind of, I hate to say this, I kind of agree with Carney. Yeah, uh, I bet I that hurts. It, yeah, I uh. was debating saying it, but no, Ouch. I mean, reading about the second person who passed away, 46-year-old guy went into cardiac arrest because he had this charged lemonade. I, I, listen, I've, I'm, I drink coffee. I love getting an extra shot of 
espresso. I've had energy drinks, but I do feel like we as a whole society, especially younger people, need to back off these ultra-caffeinated drinks. Yeah. Mm. If legal ramifications um, aren't enough, think about your killing your customers. Well, and the worst thing is I don't want to have to agree with Carney again, so... I don't know that you, I mean, how can you pin it You'll just on that? You'll make up for it somewhere, Max. I mean, how can you pin it just on that? Because if you go into cardiac arrest after having a couple of the lemonades, yeah. then that's what killed you. You haven't made it to your car yet, <laughs> then your head explodes. But that means you might have a pre-existing, I mean, if you're allergic to peanuts and you go and order a peanut butter sandwich somewhere and you die on your way to your car, God a, forbid. You're not allergic to caffeine intake. Well, that's it's, what I'm wondering. Maybe they have a bad reaction to caffeine. They can't have it because they have a heart condition. When I know coffee's been around forever, ever since Miss Olson changed the Folgers. Oh, but I forgot about her. When did caffeine become the selling point? You know, you got five hour energy, you got monster energy drinks, you got Red Bull. Early 90s, I would say. But maybe that's just because that was my age then when I was allowed to go get, but then it really took off. I think you might be right. Cause I mean, I don't remember what? caffeine being a thing. I mean, there's always been coffee and caffeine and things well, like that. I think it probably was late eighties. Cause you had uh, the thing that was banned from college campuses, Jolt Cola. And that was something where yes. remember that? Jolt. a software designer, I think had come up with it to help you stay up late and cram for tests. And then of course, other campuses were banning no-dos, people taking pills to try to stay up yeah. to cram. But yeah, Jolt Cola was the first of its kind. I don't think it's around anymore. No. I, I do remember they finding it. They banned it. Yeah, they did. Uh, but now, I mean, the people who are behind Jolt Cola have to be laughing because everybody else took their idea and they're making millions off of it. Well, will they still be making money off of it? Money. I would think so. Did you say making money? Money. money. I will say if I'm Panera, I'm hiring Julie Buck to be my lawyer. Yeah. These people have heart conditions. Well, not our fault. Absolutely. Well, I don't think it is. His head was going to explode anyway. Back <laughs> off. The cigarettes it's, did nothing. He's allergic to nicotine. It's, it's fine. Everybody it's a lemonade re- that's energy charged. I don't think I'm wrong. 84126, let us have it. It's not you. The room really is spinning. It is uh, 147. We got to sell some more stuff uh, so we get paid. Uh, we'll be right back. Hang on. Johnny Landoff Chevrolet. Go Chevy Bolt. Go Chevy Bolt. Go Chevy Bolt. Go Chevy Bolt. It's a brand new car. Better by far. Go Chevy Bolt. There's five great cars oh, for you. Looks like the sticks have been drawn at 270 in Washington. Elizabeth Exit and Johnny Landoff third Drew the short one. So he's joining us today. Hi, Johnny. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, right, Jules. Good. Good. I'm great. Yes. Max, everything okay? Yeah, couldn't be better, really. Everybody <laughs> is wonderful. It's a good day for car great. shopping, right? It's a great day for car shopping. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It honestly, really, it's not a bad day for anything. When when it's when it's what the twenty uh, first of February, and it's. Uh, almost 70 degrees, so no, it's a wonderful day to come out and uh, go car shopping. So your staff that work for Johnny Londoff and pretty much exclusively scrape ice off of windshields, what they do, do they get the day off today? <laughs> no, no, they're they're still here. That's uh, 
Lamont McGee and uh, and his wonderful staff, they, they work their tails off uh, year-round, whether it's the dead of winter or the heat of summer, you know, uh, keeping keeping the lot looking tip-top. So, no, they uh, – they, they do not have the day off today, but there's still plenty of vehicles to clean, things to be done. It's just they don't quite have to wear as many layers of clothes uh, when they're out there when they're out there doing it. I uh, actually sometimes uh, get to participate with them and doing some stuff. The ice storm a few weeks ago, I was here uh, early in the morning uh, with a shovel kind of chipping away the ice, clearing the entrances so uh, people could uh, get into our buildings without uh, – Need a pair of ice skates, but so when weather strikes, Lamont, his his crew, uh, Joe Eschbacher and and everybody, they work hard. But it's 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 a team team effort all, all around doing that stuff. So when the weather is like it is today, it's just one less thing for us to have to worry about. So we can focus on giving great. Uh, customer service to uh to anyone that comes on the lot for sales or service you forgot to thank the academy but uh yeah <laughs> my mom and people. dad yeah my elementary teachers everybody that your got brothers yeah yes yeah well i don't know about my brother even though it was my brother sam's uh birthday yesterday so happy birthday, happy birthday sam, sam. he's sick with a cold that uh i actually gave him that's what i got First him birthday. for uh, his birthday nice. Yeah. As brothers he, do, uh, yeah. Yeah, he he spent the day home uh, sick in bed, so sorry about that, Sam. But yeah, <laughs> sorry for my rambling. You're no. fine, all good here. That's what yeah. we do all day from Billing to three. Your big pop a ton of money for this, so don't worry about <laughs> it. Have at it. Hey, on our Michael's Bath text line, somebody saying, "Give Johnny my love. Thanks for the Landoff love at the Autoplex." Justin and Stacy, awesome. So excited about my Nissan Frontier. And yeah, remember that the Autoplex, you can get any make and model of vehicle at some point. And as John the Third pointed out last time, occasionally a horse trailer. Yeah, they, yeah, you, you know, we, we take almost anything and everything in on trade between both lots. So yeah, there's always some interesting things, uh, to be found here outside of uh, motor vehicles, even though that is our specialty. And they do a phenomenal job in St. Peter's. Uh, that's Justin Rue that they mentioned, uh, a good hockey buddy of mine and uh, a wonderful salesperson, all-around great dude. He, along with uh, Kyle Boris, uh, Chip Unterberg, and then Stacy. yeah, they, they, they work their tails off and do a great job uh, out there as well as uh, Brian Sappho and Calvin uh, in service as well. So, yeah, shout out to uh, everybody in St. Peter's. And thank you to uh, the texter for your purchase. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I will be actually in St. Peter's tomorrow and looking forward to it. Fantastic. Where's Pop? We haven't seen him for a while. You know the, he, this 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 nice nice weather when it when it pops up unexpectedly in these winter months. He as the uh, kind of elder statesman of of uh, the Johnny Landoff Automotive Group, he uh, has earned the right to um, excuse himself uh, certain days and uh, to spend some time with with my mom. So he's out somewhere doing something and enjoying this weather, which. Uh, at uh, you know, sixty-five uh, young years old, he has certainly uh, earned the right to do. You're staying in the will. Um, <laughs> this, oh my gosh! This is an interesting question. Uh, oh what's your most? I know. Fa- brace yourself. What's your most <laughs> favorite vehicle that you wish you owned? 
favorite vehicle that I wish I owned. Off our text. This, this, this is going to sound, you know, I don't, there aren't, as far as vehicles go, I have, I have certain, now, if, if I owned to have on the lot to sell to other people, I, I wish we still had the, the, the Chevy Cruze. I wish uh, uh, Chevy and GM were still making those. And we we were selling them that she was just a wonderful wonderful vehicle that uh, that they built um, maybe for for personal use yeah for you uh, yeah I that's a hard question I'm driving a Chevy Equinox right now and it's fantastic it fits hockey bags hockey sticks a couple people comfortably it's a wonderful vehicle um, maybe one day it would be cool to own some type of vintage. A uh, Corvette, or maybe like a muscle type, uh, like Camaro or or Chevelle. You ever get a hearse? A hearse, yeah. not on the lot for sale. They eerily enough, sometimes from local funeral homes, they mm. do come in occasionally for uh, like oil changes and, and regular maintenance. Oh gosh, that would freak me thing. out. I just saw one. Yeah, in the bullpen, on. you walk by, and yeah, there's just a hearse right there, yeah. and you're like. Oh, gosh, yeah. I just saw one at a corner garage getting worked on, and I thought, wow, there's that's, a body in it. Max would like to drive it. I would, actually. Yeah, yeah. he would drive it, like the monsters. End of the day, they're a vehicle like any other. They need regular maintenance. They need oil changes, fresh tires. Hearses uh, you know, are people, too. Flushes. Yes, hearses are vehicles, too, and they, they deserve the love and care of the family sedan or, or SUV. Be hard to park though. It's still longer than your average mm. vehicle. Six feet. I definitely. Yeah, people are dying to get in. I ooh, I'd want one, but uh, lime green. Ew. Like in six feet under. Okay. I think that'd be a grand ride. Um. All right, Johnny. Open late tonight, I believe. Right. Both locations. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Both locations open late tonight, twenty-four-seven at Lawndoff.com as well. Say hi to everybody. Good job as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Enjoy the day, everyone. All right. You too, Johnny Third. You think he had, like, the employee list in front of him? Cause he, I like, don't know. He got everybody. through them all. Hit everybody. So, don't want a hearse, huh? Not interested. Mm-mm. I, I think just I, saw one yesterday I don't and ever want to ride oh, one. I should really but I get think one of I those. will be one day. I, I think I said this on the air, but I was in a Ooh, band. It's creepy to think of. I was in a band in college, and the guitar player had one. And we used it. Uh, for gigs, and the great thing about it was it's got caster wheels in the back. Ah. So we'd put the amps and the PA speakers in the car, and they just roll right in. Uh, we played a CYC dance one year, and we pull up into the parking lot, and there were like five nuns staring out the window, appalled. I bet. Did it not creep you out at all? No. 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 It was incredibly convenient. Mm. So, And as someone pointed out to you on the Michael's Pass text line, thank you for this, from the uh, 785, a hearse is the last vehicle we'll all ride in. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Mind blown. Speak for yourself. Yeah. I've got other plans. My mind, my mind's gone. Okay. It's gone. Uh, our friends, and they are friends at Allen Roofing. I mean, we've broadcast from there four times. 
I've known Lee for 20 years. We've talked drums for hours. He came out to see our band once. Um, he's semi-retired now, but the business is still going. And they're doing it just like Lee did it because that was working. So why not just improve upon that instead of changing things? I think one of the main changes now is maybe they have more equipment. They've purchased more stuff. They have more trucks. They have more supplies. Just making it easy for you, if there's an issue, they can get to you faster. These people know business, and most importantly, they know roof and housing repair, like your gutters, like tuck pointing work, if if you need that, siding. They can handle that as well. So whatever it is, if it's a, a new build or just a partial repair, whether it's residential or whether it's commercial, Allen Roofing can do your homework. Find them online at aroofing.net. In the next hour, what a weird story. Wally Verson, football player at Northwestern University, plucked out of obscurity, finds himself as a security manager for Queen when they're on top of the world. That story, uh, the release of Queen in Montreal, or a re-release of that, uh, recently came through on the IMAX, and I hope they do that again because I didn't get a chance to catch it. And we got a bunch of other stuff too. But, you know, if you're not here, you'll have some FOMO because you didn't catch it. And it's Queen's concert that was captured in Canada. Uh, there was an album out about that, but this gives you footage never seen before and involved in the project deeply is a guy that was along for the ride. He's Walt Verson. And I got to tell you, as I bring Walt in, I would think the natural course of events to a life of rock and roll is to play football at Northwestern College. Hi, Walt. Exactly. That's where, that's where, that's where most rock and roll careers start. <laughs> At Northwestern University in the 70s. The hot spot. <laughs> it was insane. I mean, it was the fact, and I'm not alone. There are two other former Northwestern football players from the 1970s, Paul Corzelius and Bill Greer. The three of us uh, were all at Northwestern in the 70s and through an extraordinary set of circumstances. Uh, and Paul Corzelius, who, pre, who, who predated me with Queen and in the business, uh, went to work while he was at Northwestern. There was a security company out of Milwaukee called RTM Heavy Security. I my name is Terry Cullen, who staffed his security company, not with tough guys and thugs, but with bodybuilders, wrestlers, football players from colleges in Chicago and Milwaukee and Madison. Was Queen your first gig? Queen was my first gig. So, so in 1980, at 22 years old, Paul Corzelius got the Queen to hire me as their head of security. So it went from Northwestern to being a little directionless to on tour as doing security with the biggest band in the world. It was absurd. It was a magic carpet ride. Created a life in the business for me. It, uh, it made a life-changing, life-defining for me. Freddie Mercury from Queen has hit that rarefied air that very few musicians reach, where they become like almost mythological figures. 
and I don't think his passing and really the first public addressing of the AIDS virus had anything to do with it. He commanded attention. And according to the film, and believe what you want in that, um, he was eccentric, doesn't even begin to cover it. Tell me, Walt, about your first meeting with Freddie. I was like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. I went from black and white to color the day that the Queen guys stepped off the plane in Los Angeles uh, in, in June of 1980. I got off the plane. Paul Printer introduced me to the guys. I, I had to pick my jaw up off the ground for the next three weeks straight as I got dipped into the world of, of big-time rock and roll. And it was just how how and and Fred Fred was my first rock star. Brian, who's also a rock star of, of magnitude, is is still a, a dear friend. Um, but how Fred moved, and like as you said, and, and I'm glad you said it. I mean, it wasn't just that Fred died young. It's, it's, Fred's not James Dean. Um, Fred is. And yeah, Fred did get cut down in his prime, and it's sad and it's a shame. But Fred would Fred would be an icon now in his seventies because he kind of transcended. He was shy. If you saw Bohemian Rhapsody, somebody else asked me once of how accurate Bohemian Rhapsody was, and I'll tell you, accurate's the wrong word. And I'll use Brian May's words because he told me this before Bohemian Rhapsody came out, and I saw what he meant. Accuracy they had to play around with for that movie because they were making a narrative. It had to be a two-hour movie. They had to they had to jumble some things around. The crazy fans didn't like it, but that's what happened. But so the accuracy is a little dodgy, but the truth is all there. And the Brian's words exactly says the movie is all true. And what you saw in that movie is true. Fred was Fred was shy. Fred was quiet and lonely. And then there was Fred the Performer, which was a force of nature. As their security guard, along for the ride, I mean, it must have been an amazing thing to watch, and you had unfettered access, I imagine, to the band as well. There were people, I'm sure, in the industry who just wanted to be close to this uh, you know, monolithic group. So talk about encounters with others while you're trying to protect your boys. Well, I'll, I'll start at the top. For a short period of time in my life, I was on first-name basis with Michael Jackson because they were friends and, and appreciators of each other. Michael came to see them play at the Forum and was hanging out backstage after after the show. And then we, meaning the band and staff, and there was only nine of us, it was four band and five staff members, he we would went to see the Jackson Five play and then went went to La Dome in Beverly Hills afterwards and uh, sat at the dinner table and and um, they were friends and, and Michael yeah, in, encouraged them to make Another One Bites the Dust a single because they were a little hesitant about doing it. He goes, nah, that, song's, that, song's, that song's a hit, man. You got to play that song. I was sitting there while he was telling them that. <laughs> a 22-year-old 
still basically a college student. I hadn't finished yet. I was a kid. <laughs> Front row to that. Just insane. Andy Warhol showing up at at, uh, at, at Madison Square Garden later, later in the year. Um, and you know, people from the fringe, too. You know, Penthouse Pet of the Year was hanging out in, in the group for a while. Walt Verson is with us, uh, a.k.a. Wally. There's a picture of you, and I only know it's you because the caption said so, because you were wearing a Darth Vader helmet, and Freddie Mercury was on your shoulders. Explain how that scenario happens. In Phoenix, and uh, about to go play the forum for four nights, three or four nights in Los Angeles. And Fred wanted to do something special. So he found a costume shop that had Darth Vader costume. We rented it. We did it at the forum. Fred loved it. So I returned that costume, and we bought one. Uh, hardcore fa- Queen fans will know that there were, there's the shimmery Darth Vader, and there's the green and red buttons Darth Vader. They're both me, because I was the only Darth Vader. And they're just two different costumes. And then... We would do it throughout the American tour, the game tour of, of the U.S. in 1980. The picture of Fred uh, had gotten on the cover of Circus Magazine, and it had gotten into newspapers around the world, and uh, George Lucas and his company sent a cease and desist letter, and they had to obey. Oh, he's no so fun. They had to cease and desist. Queen was, it was a big bang for me, but... The biggest tour I ever did was Genesis Invisible Touch. I mean, playing stadiums all over the world. Um, But I recognize what a special start it was with Queen. And and it created a life for me. But working for a year with Ice Cube, uh, helping run the Big Three basketball tour, uh, was extraordinary. Working with Cube was truly the hardest working star businessman uh, and they all work hard being in this business is extraordinary hard but extraordinary gotta see this movie a man that had a front row wally verson joins us on the program and i'm sure it's just such a joy for you to revisit those moments and what a joy for us to have this visit joy joy is the, joy is the right word and i appreciate it john Dancing. Uh, I was dancing. How can you not? You know, we just yeah, no. uh, Rick rolled the coworker, and it felt it felt so good, didn't it? It did. It felt so good, and I don't think he got it though. I don't know. <laughs> it was worth a shot. Have you ever been Rick rolled? I mean, personal question, Paul Kopsky. Hello, Captain. Hey, how's it going? Rick good. rolled. Yeah. I don't know if I know what that means. Yeah. Right. Wow. You're slowing the show down. Get out. Get out. <laughs> so soon? I was legitimately Rickrolled like when this first started, like what, 20 years ago? Somebody yeah. sent me an email and it was, oh, very important, you know, important info. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I click it and it's just Rick Astley. And I was like, why is this funny? But then it became a big thing. Yeah. And a Rick Astley video. 1988, by the way. Is that no, song? No, it's, yeah. too, it's too late. You failed the quiz. Oh. There was a big thing that went around where people would say, can you send me that song or can you send me that audio or that soundbite of somebody saying 
fill in the blank. And they would say, sure. And then you would click on it and it would play Just that song. Up, yeah. So being Rick rolled for those of you not playing the home game. Dying oh. of curiosity, Captain. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that Super Bowl party this weekend. Yeah. Stop I'm, it. <laughs> I'm thinking that we're only 50 and a half weeks away. I'm sure there's like a like a advent calendar countdown thing. Yeah. I think it's never too early to plan ahead. Pretty exciting. You Are know, there rumblings that it's going to happen again? I'm thinking it might, but it, it might be too early to ask. Yeah. Was it crazy? I mean, was it wild? No, it was pretty subdued. Yeah. Oh. Well, you want to plan ahead, though. So. Yeah. Did you do anything that would disinvite you from further engagements? Do you find yourself apologizing to friends for your behavior? Do you have to go through your phone to <laughs> figure out what friend. I do? Count to ten, Paul. It was pretty. Don't sub- touch that child. You know where your car is parked when you get home. <laughs> it was pretty subdued. Uh, nothing of note. Uh, well, I'm going to go with you next year. We'll uh, liven it up. We'll uh, get that. What party. would they do if if Carney showed up? Would he be welcomed or would it be uncomfortable? They would ask for his autograph. Oh. Really? Oh, oh, oh God! Is be oh, you stay. You're feeding the monster, Paul. <laughs> you Don't do it. can stay. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it in. It's How your new best hug? friend, Paul Kapsky. Bring it he in. He threw me out two minutes ago, and now I'm back. Yeah. So, uh, what would they? Okay. So, if I meet a an, an an actor, I can have them. Like, for instance, Billy D. Williams. I met him, and I had him sign a poster of The Empire Strikes Back, right? Because he was in that Star Wars movie. If somebody met John Carney, what did they hand him to sign? A picture of Billy D. Williams. A napkin? <laughs> but I'm asking Paul Kopsky. Oh. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, what uh, memorabilia does John have? Cookbooks. Cookbooks? Mm-hmm. Something from Carnival? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We do that absolutely. Absolutely. For both of the people that are probably clamoring for it. Are there Carnival rides? No, it's in a ballroom. Oh, okay. Great so, question, though. A lot of food. A lot of food. A lot of food. And a uh, couple of comedians. It's uh, If you could add a ride to the Carnival, what would you ride? Like a like a, a carousel? A roller coaster? Uh, Momo Monster? What is your go-to choice for uh, a ride? The Roundup, maybe? Is it really? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't throw up back then. I don't then. know what that is. Is that like Tom's yes, Twister? Yes, you do. Yeah, You've it, seen it. It spins around. It spins, and then the bottom drops out. And, and you because get... of gravitational force, you stay against the wall while you'll see the floor disappear. And I if think anything, it's called spin sanity now over it. Oh yeah, I thought Six it was Flags. Tom's Twister back in the day at Six Flags. Well, I mean, it's 2024. So. Oh, I just woke up. Okay, <laughs> I've been frozen. You were there, and you were there. Yeah, I was not a fan of that thing. I think I went on it once or twice, but no, thank you. I think if something came out of your mouth, it'd come right back at your yeah, face. Yeah, I remember my brother yeah. saying that he was on There's it once a somebody tossed their lunch and it stuck to the wall. Oh! I'm a roller coaster fanatic. Really? But my cardiologist like, you don't get to go on those anymore. Something. Oh, man. Not good for your heart to no. ride a roller coaster? Yeah, well, I got a lot of staples and stuff. Uh, Tom Swister was around from 1972 until 2005. Thank you. Is that the I same feel vindicated. Thing? Is vindicated. The 2005. That's 20 years ago. Oh. I have a good uh, uh, amusement park ride story, if you got a minute. We do. We have till uh, three. You have exactly one minute. Go. Okay. 1978, July 26th. The 55 seconds. <laughs> the, sky, the sky ride fell. A car from the sky ride fell 
and hit the ground, killing several people. And I was a friend, and I were the yeah. You brightened second, up the room, Paul. Oh. We were the second and third uh, third people on the scene. You're kidding. Yeah, and it was all over the national news. I have seen the article about that because um, it was definitely in the Post back in the day. Yeah, I still have the article buried somewhere in my house. So y- you were there. Bad you were, of words, you were next in. You yeah. were next in line to be on it, or no, we had just gotten off of it, oh. and we were walking away, and we heard a crash. And we walked. So you must be it. here for a special purpose. Yeah, I'm thinking. How about that? Like bigger than traffic. <sighs> you definitely count your blessings at that point and buy lottery tickets. I know. Absolutely. But that was quite a day. I bet that was so sad. I know. My mom said I was shaken up for days. I after bet. That. Oh my gosh. You're still not. Yeah, I'm quite. Yeah. You know, even after right. 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's Has it terrifying. been 50 years? Well, what's 1978? I don't want to do the subtracted math. Subtracted from 2024. That would be 46 years. Okay, thank you. I was born in 78, so that's how I did. You and know they- him. You love him. He's John Carney's BFF, oh, and he does guy. traffic here on the Big 550. The chosen one, Captain Paul Kopsky. Julie, there's debris in the roadway on northbound 44 past Park downtown, blocking the center two lanes. Road work on northbound Lake St. Louis Boulevard at 64 has the right lane closed. And there's a large sinkhole at the intersection of Idaho and Blow near 55 in Loughborough in South City. Otherwise, traffic is running clear. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. A lot of physicists out there. Exactly how the tilt world works. Oh, that was the other aspect. The bottom would fall out, and then while it was spinning around, spinning you like a salad spinner, it would turn diagonally. So you'd be at a 45-degree yes. angle Ugh. with no floor. And it was like 200 degrees because it was in the summer that you would go. And yeah. Just, no, thank you. A recipe for yuck. No, thank you. Recipe for yuck. <laughs> band name? Eh, no. Eh, eh. Album. We have too many band names. I have to be super strict again. I was too lax the last couple of months. Oh, well, there you wow. go. Wow. Never kind of had you pegged as a relaxed kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, Teenage World Championships are on. And I didn't know that Teenage World Championships, if anything, was a thing. But it's like indeed. the world champion of being a teenager, like the laziest. Yeah, kid. who could have the dirtiest hey, mom, room? Mom, no, bro. Who hey, could bro. leave the most dishes on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what else would they do? But apparently, it's fairly common. Who could not wear their retainer the most nights in a row? Yeah, how long you go without a shower? <laughs> uh. Who didn't load their dish in the dishwasher? Yeah. This is my house. I'd laugh, but it's not funny. This is my house. Um, But there are Teenage World Championships in tennis, gymnastics, swimming, and now... Darts. Okay. Which seems kind of random, but then after I read that, I thought, you know what? Everybody has played darts at one point or another. We have a dart board in our basement. Yeah. Does anybody use it? We have. And then, it's been you a know, while. they got them next door, and the three of us had played down there. Um, it's been we, a minute. I mean, we were just throwing them at your head, really. That That's true also, and that video's completely vanished. I'm very sad about that. 
because I'm not doing that again because you won't miss. Um, but like at Blueberry Hill, they got like 40 boards and do a league, I don't know, two, three nights a week. Um, the pub darts, not a fan. Those are the plastic tip ones that break after about three times you throw them. And the darts kind of land inside of a specific yeah. hole that's already on the board. I don't like it. Is that why you bought your own darts? Uh, well, you can't use it on that board, but, you know. Well, it ruins your wall unless you're really good at it. you got to do it on a cork board. It's a pretty big target. I mean, you're not you're not 35 feet away. I'm not very coordinated. Um, but I, I saw this story and I thought, you know what? I really liked darts at one point. I had set of darts and an extra set of fins for when they broke. Um, and I just, I, I haven't played. I didn't so. know that's what they were called, fins. I'm not sure that they are, but that's what I call Oh. No, but it makes sense. It works. Yeah. I thought, you know, if I'd have stuck to it, I probably could have got you guys to believe me. Well, no, you could have uh, revolutionized the sport and just kept calling them fins, and then everybody calls them fins. Hey, those are some cool fins you got over there. Fins or wings or whatever. I, but... You know, I find darts incredibly boring. I have played it as somebody who hung out a significant amount of time in pubs. Yeah. Uh, I would throw some darts, but no, I, I've always found it incredibly boring, probably also because... I wasn't very good at it, so I would gravitate towards playing pool instead. I, I'm a lot better at, 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 at billiards than I am uh, playing darts, but I just I find it really boring. Yeah. You know? Understandable. I mean, everybody's got their, their own thing, but I really enjoyed it. And again, as I sit here, I cannot tell you why I, I don't really throw darts anymore. And I think I got a board in the basement, too, but it's not up. Um so hopefully that'll that'll get hold again. Everything comes around. You've never done that with the boys? I was going to say, they'd probably love it. But um, you have the real ones with the sharp edge on it. Yeah. That's why uh, they love it. That's probably not a good dangerous. idea. They, uh, they threw some darts with me down at Westport Social uh, a few times. That was fun. They didn't take to it because Liam can't hit anybody playing darts. So where's the fun? Right. He wants full-blown physical contact, or he's not interested. Is he going to do lacrosse again? Um, he never played lacrosse. Oh, I um, thought he did. No. With the pool skimmer? Or was that John? That, neither. No, one of them did. No, it was probably a different show you were No, I bet you $100. Well, we don't have pool. Lacrosse, and you said and they're hitting the kids over the heads with something that looks like a pool skimmer. Yeah, no, we don't have one. We never played it. And we talked about it. Okay. But football, yeah. Uh, basketball, yeah. Roller hockey, yeah. Baseball, yeah. Lacrosse, nothing. I know your kids played, right? Um. Or did I dream that? No, they they did, but that's why we talked about it. And you said they're chasing each other around with a long stick that looks like a pool skimmer. Well, there again. Call me lying to you. I'm sorry. It's it's either you're crazy or I'm crazy. So no, I, I probably said that to you, and I was totally lying. Why would you lie about that? It's because it's what I do. It doesn't make any sense. I cannot be trusted. I... You got to know that by now. You have to know that. Uh, the text line April one two six Michael's Bass. They're saying that they're called flights. Flights. The fins are actually called flights. That makes sense. There's a that's lot cool. of people. Yeah, that's cr that's cool too. Many folks, but it also means that a lot of people are interested in it. Good. 
play more darts. I want to do that because as I get older, it's it seems like one of the few sports I could probably execute without hurting myself. Oh, I don't know. You could probably pull, like pull something. You know? I could hurt myself. Yeah. Oh, no, probably right. walking down to Westport Social, <laughs> I could hurt myself. I've had rotator cuff surgery on both shoulders. You're right. I probably shouldn't do it. All right. Anyone for ping pong? No? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like ping yeah. pong, no, but I'm I, terrible I'm not coordinating. I can't do it. It goes too fast. I can't, I can't do ping pong. But there's another way you can do it where you hold the paddle, where you hold it from the stick. And you put your thumb on the back of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever oh. seen ping pong in the Olympics? Yeah, that's yeah. how they, they do. stand 30 feet back it's from the crazy. table. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to watch it in slow motion to see that the ball even hit the table. Yeah, I don't have my glasses on. There's no chance. <laughs> and that's pretty much dominated by Asian athletes. Not a lot of Westerners uh, in the Olympic level of ping-ponging. Nope, we're Americans. We take our ping-pong balls and throw them in cups of beer until we're hammered. We're Americans. That's right. We fight on airplanes. That's right. We're Americans. It's what we do. We have old presidents. Somebody's been on TikTok. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I thought about doing that for We're the Carney Show. Oh, we, we play know the show on Fridays. Yeah, we're the Carney Show. We've kinda, got homemade jokes. Have to be funny though. Be a good pro- I think that would be a good promo. Never I, mind. I, I've we seen can talk some good ones like I'm Japanese or I'm Australian, and they have this whole lie. It's really funny. Yeah. Not to brag, <laughs> but we were talking about uh, how old the presidents are. We talked about it on the air, and then I had a subsequent con- conversation with somebody else uh, about how old the leaders of our country have been lately and potentially continuing. And I said to somebody, you know, what's really sad about this. Those faces should be on money, not a ballot. And I thought, wow, that was incredibly profound. John, (laughs) who said that? That was my inner conversation. Oh, with yourself. Yeah, right after I lied to you about my kids playing with cross. And I'm telling you, we have. I'm going to have to ask Josh because I think it might have been the Josh. Yeah, I said it. I did not make up the pool skimmer thing. I said I had a bet with somebody. He said, "I bet you can't lie to Julie Buck today about lacrosse." I said, "You wait. <laughs> you listen to the show. Pay up, buddy." Did you have some sort of story over there about celebrities? Well, it's. It's odd stories about celebrities. I would love to hear some of those. Uh, Okay. feel like a jukebox. Well, I just, instead of fighting about the pool skimmer, I I, I don't really really care. I feel like let's give the audience something more than pool skimmer. This one (laughs) is probably fairly well-known about Heath Ledger, who sadly died in 2008 um, after he was found by his masseuse. But here was one thing that was really bizarre about that. The masseuse who found him actually made three calls before calling the police. Do you know who those calls oh, were to? That's so weird. That's like when Anna Nicole Smith died. They did this. They made like all these weird calls before 911. It was one person. Three calls to one. I believe, if, if I recall correctly, IIRC, as the internet says, it might have been Mary Kate Olson. It was Mary Kate Olson. But why were they because dating? She, yeah, she was in a relationship with him towards the very end, kind of like a a best friends with benefits type thing. Because he was estranged from Michelle Williams. They have a kid together. So crazy. 
Um, Jack Nicholson, raised by his grandmother, who he thought was his mom, turns out the much older sister was his real mother. This is like a country song or something. Yeah, yeah. Who the person that happens? I think more than you would think. I think it happened to John Carney, but the person that (laughs) that Jack Nicholson thought was his older sister was his mom. Because she was very young when she had him, and the grandmother said, I'll be the mom, and that he didn't know until he was an adult. That would be weird. Yeah. But now with 23andMe, you really can't go fooling people, because you can get called out for one swipe. And speaking of that kind of stuff, Rolling Stone bassist Bill Wyman made waves, you may remember this from the news, when he married 18-year-old Mandy Smith, who had been dating... Wyman's son at the time. He was in his 50s. She, I think, was a teenager. Scandal didn't end there. Wyman's son ended up marrying Mandy's mother. Okay? Did you follow that? No, I need a chart. So, this rock star bass player and his son have girlfriends and wives. Okay? Okay. So... Dad, Bill Wyman, takes a fancy to his son's girlfriend. They start dating. All right? Leaving Bill's wife, Bill Wyman out in the cold. So Bill Wyman. No, his son. Ma- yeah, his son marries the mother. So break that down genealogically. I think it's illegal. Well, they're both sleeping with each other's parents. Right. So... Throw a kid into the mix, and what are they besides confused? Cousins? Nephews? Aunts? Uncles? You know, the text line is an interesting point about 23andMe, and I've read, I've read this as well, that they're going out of business because they're losing money. My, I guess, my. was this just a passing fascination with 23andMe and... I felt like it was something that would always be around, and people. But would always, once you know, you know. I get, but I mean, and the people are having it don't... connected to all kinds of crimes, yeah. generations around. Like, do you? So I feel like people are like, "Oh, we're done." It's kind of dangerous. Like, I don't. It's I, I don't want my eyeballs scanned and put into the system. <laughs> but then again, I don't want to wait in a long line at the airport. So pick your poison. We'll get this one. These stories come out in the news all the time. That a woman dies at twenty-three and me, and realize. That her father is not her father. And her father was a doctor who was a fertility specialist. There's been oh, a yeah. few stories like this. She found out she had 22 siblings. And I, there's like three different documentaries of a bunch of different doctors who have done this. But here's the twist on this one that caught my attention. When she determined who her 22 siblings were that she didn't know about, one of them was a kid she went to high school with and dated. Well, now it gets all Jerry Springer. Whoa. Jerry. Whoa. Jerry. Everybody out of the pool. Last odd thing about celebrities. Sean Penn was once in jail with the Night Stalker serial killer. In fact, Richard Ramirez, the murderer, essentially sent Penn fan mail asking for an autograph. Penn, who was spending 60 days in jail for reckless driving and punching an extra, uh, said Ramirez wrote, Hey, Sean, stay tough and hit him again. Richard Ramirez, 666. 
Oh. Penn replied with a note saying he felt absolutely no kinship with Ramirez, despite both of them being inmates. Wow. wow. There you go. Dis- That's just explain wacky wild Explain Shanghai surprise. <laughs> it is uh, 2.49. We'll check in with ABC in just a moment. Inquisitive. Text line to be sure. Max on the Michael's Path text line. They want to know if uh, you played uh, nine ball or what's the other one? Stripes and salads. Oh, yeah. Well, there's eight ball, nine eight ball. ball. Eight ball, nine true ball. billiards, which is six pockets or snooker. And I, I played all of them. I, I love I love the pockets. Oh, we pockets. always had a pool table growing up. We don't now, but we did growing up. I don't have them, but I love them. Yeah, my kids would just break the sticks over each other's heads. My dad was a big fan of a pool, and he would say, rack them up, Buck. Was was Pop a pool player? Uh-huh. Wow, no idea. Absolutely no idea. Uh, Walter and O'Flora set to go, bringing spring to you before spring comes to us. That makes sense? Flowering plants, green plants. Oh, yeah. Certainly floral arrangements. They'll send those anywhere. But gifts for your greenhouse, things that... You know, maybe you can grow inside and enjoy while the weather's cold. Not today. Um, but when spring really hits, and that's not yet, you plant them and enjoy them outside. And then at the end of the season, bring them back in. These can last you a lifetime because they're quality on top of everything else. And they come from Walter Knoll. So you got that guarantee behind you because they know flowers. Online, WKF. Dot com. So it would have been better to segue the Sean Penn story going into uh, our conversation with Mark Remillard. Yesterday it was credit cards. But now we are talking serial killers, and they may have another one in custody. Who is this guy, and where were they even looking for him? Yeah, this is an interesting development, uh, but the, this is the suspect in custody is named Rod Almansuri. He's 26 years old, and basically they took him into custody in Arizona for uh, a, a series of attacks that they had in Surprise, Arizona, which is over on the east side of Phoenix. There was, uh, they said, allegedly there was an attack on an employee at a McDonald's restaurant in the morning. As police were investigating that crime, they got word that there was a carjacking not far away, so they got a description of the car. A couple hours later, they, they arrested him in Scottsdale, Arizona, on the other side of, the, of, of uh, the metro area from Phoenix. And then it's been found out that he allegedly made some incriminating statements about other attacks in Florida, said he, he attacked up to three women in Florida, and is now also wanted for uh, the homicide of a woman in a hotel here in New York City. So uh, a a multi-state, multi-across-country crime spree here the police are investigating and say they're now looking at other states to see where this guy was, where he lived, and what other crimes uh, he may have committed. Wow. So was this a matter of him getting caught and wanting to confess and get all all this stuff off his chest because— those are a lot of dots to connect. Or did they have DNA? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. So it seems like in, in Arizona, they have more of a connection just directly to the crimes that occurred, right? They, they had this incident at the McDonald's. They had a description of the suspect. 
they had a carjacking just down the road and then had the car and they say they arrested the suspect inside that stolen vehicle not long after. So I think that's how they finally got him into custody, right? And then from there, they say he made some incriminating statements. He allegedly told police, Google Soho 54 Hotel. Well, that's the name of the hotel here in Manhattan where this 38-year-old woman was bludgeoned to death earlier this month. And so police say that they found uh, the suspect's jeans inside the room and that he escaped wearing the woman's leggings because the jeans were covered in blood. So a horrific crime scene there. And now, beyond the incriminating statement connecting him to New York, he allegedly also said, well, I've, I've attacked other women in Florida as well. Now, it doesn't sound like these are any uh, homicides necessarily, but multiple stabbing incidents and at least one homicide at this point, the one here in New York. Well, sometimes when you've got situations like this, it's someone uh, wanting to grab headlines and attention and saying they did all these things all over the country. But how many of them have they verified? Yeah. So right now, obviously, we have the incidents in Arizona that they know. And then there's the connection. uh, Again, all of this is alleged by authorities, but connected to the incident in New York. Now, he's not been charged with the incident in New York. And you've kind of got this back and forth now between um, Maricopa County and the prosecutors in Maricopa County who want to try him in Arizona and prosecutors in Manhattan who want to extradite him back to New York. But Maricopa County says they want to try their case first. Well, other than the jeans that they said the uh, uh, alleged killer left behind in the hotel room here in New York, it's not really clear what other physical evidence they have connecting this particular individual, but they did name him as a suspect. And there's a photo that they've been circulating of the person leaving. And so, I, you know, I don't know what other evidence they might have, like, as, the, as you may have mentioned, the, the DNA or things like that that could connect him to this. But prosecutors here in New York seem pretty confident that this is the guy responsible for the crime here and want to get him back here so they can charge him and hold him at trial. But he may have to go through the Maricopa system first. Yeah. And you don't want to go through the Maricopa County system in Arizona. <laughs> you got Sheriff Joe out there making everybody wear pink jumpsuits. Um, thanks for the update, Mark. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more coming out about this story. That is weird, but I'm yeah. glad he's at least incarcerated. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, yeah, thanks so much. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Have a good evening. Thank you. And it was interesting, the conversation just coincidentally about 23 and me going into yeah. this, this story here. But uh, strange stuff. And I'm sure Keith Morrison's on his way there. As we, As we speak. Or is he? Or is he? Well played. All right, we're going to do this tomorrow, whether you like it or not. I, I would hope you choose to listen, but if you don't, we get the same money. So, money. do what you want. Please listen. Come on, please. Police, we're begging you. Josh, coming up next, Heidi, too. Good night, Julie Buck. Good night. There you go. And Maxie, we'll see you later. Great job. I'm John Carney. Thanks for listening. Be good to each other.